Hi, and welcome to the Let's Talk Healthy Pets podcast. I'm Dr. Karen Becker, Dr. Mercola's Chief Wellness Veterinary Consultant, and I'm excited to share with you the latest news about pet health to guide you in keeping your animal companions healthy, comfortable, and happy throughout their lives. My goal as a proactive vet is to empower pet owners to make knowledgeable decisions to extend the lifespan and well-being of their animals. If you're looking for more pet health tips, you can also subscribe to my free daily newsletter at healthypets.mercola.com. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy today's podcast. I'm Dr. Karen Becker, and we are so thankful that Louisa nominated Pam Lookabill for a Game Changer Award. And Pam is joining us today to tell us more about the amazing work she's doing with animals. So thank you so much, Pam, for joining us and congratulations on your on your Game Changer Award. Thank you. So Pam, for, for our listeners and readers that may not be familiar with the vast number of lives that you have saved and how you have gone about doing it, would you back up and tell us how you first got into the rescue work that you're doing? Yes. Initially, I became, in my teenage years, I became an emergency medical technician paramedic, and mm. I helped save human lives. And along the line in that work, I came across a kitty that was being beaten by a man who was trying to get him out of his restaurant trash can. Mm. I, I'm going to cry. I love that kitty so much. I adopted him. I, um, of course, had to intervene and get the kitty and get him to our vet. And, you know, once one kitty finds you, then the others do too. And I had the next kitty I found at a convenience store. Um, people were put um, some people working there were trying to get him to leave and others were leaving him food. So he was getting very mixed messages. Mm -hmm. I got him, scooped him up and took him to our vet. That was um, the second kitty. And then it just kind of grew from there. I became familiar with the very early days of TNR. And in our town, we had an awful lot of stray community cats. And so we became involved there and we moved up here to Asheville more than 10 years ago. And I joined Forever Friends Animal Rescue. And when the president retired uh, and moved to South America, I took over for him. I had been helping him for a while. And so I, I started with humans and ended up with kitties. Wow. In my wow. And what a beautiful gift to the earth to humanity, to the kitties in your environment that need you. What a beautiful retirement gift to your, to your community. Pam, um, when you first were introduced to TNR, there's a lot of misconceptions people have about it. And I'm sure part of what you do is to educate people uh, the, how, the how and why of why TNR is, is, and can be wildly successful. Have you had an uphill battle in your area with the educational component, or do you feel like people are beginning to learn and really understand how beneficial this is? I think it is far better now than it was 30 years ago. I mean, 30 years ago, when I started with uh, helping kitties, our vet was the one doing doing the work. And, and we knew that some of the kitties were simply stray and some of the kitties were truly feral. Now more people are aware, but there are also uh, many people who are still cat haters and, and don't like what we do. 
I personally know that it works because in the last eight years, our colony count is down from 150 cats in 12 colonies to 70 cats in 10 colonies. We were able to shut down two colonies um, because all the cats were gone. I mean, the the feeders know to feed for the number of cats that are there so that, that more hopefully don't come to that area. We are just, we, we trap everything that shows up. So if a new kitty comes, we take pictures of it. We look and see if it's a stray that is on any of the websites where cats are missing and we trap it and we get it um, spayed and, and are neutered. And if it can at all be turned into a uh, house pet, then we, uh, we find it a home. Um, it's, it, it, TNR makes a huge, huge difference. And I think a lot of people are beginning to see that our community, at least our county community supports it more than our city community does, but it is, it's a, it's a true game changer for sure. Yeah. And Pam, how many, uh, do you, how big is your reach in terms of the volunteers that understand and, and agree with, with this mission? I mean, there, of course, it's just, it's the heart and soul of most organizations or the volunteers that believe in this. Do you have do you have good help? We don't have enough help, but we do have good help. And I our that is not actually even Forever Friends' primary um, mission. Our primary mission is to pull uh, cats from kill shelters before they are euthanized and bring them into our organization and get them adopted. Mm-hmm. So that's primarily what we do. We also pull an awful lot of kitties that are injured that other rescues won't take because of, you know, fundraising efforts they're going to have to make. Uh, the, the one we took this week has been shot in both front legs. Uh, we took from a shelter and we brought her up here to a specialty vet who did surgery on her day before yesterday. Uh, he was able to save one leg. Unfortunately, she is going to lose the other one in a second surgery. He had to spay her at the same time because of some complications. But she's um, she's doing amazingly well so far. That same shelter, we pulled one that um, had... Um, been hit by a car, both back legs had to be pinned and they removed the hip joint to make a false hip. So, you know, a lot of rescues won't buy off on that. That's a $6,000 surgery. The girl this week is a $6,000 surgery. So they just can't, you know, take, can't take on that responsibility. Uh, We are small but we say we're mighty. The volunteers we have are excellent. Our reach, generally speaking, we go into South Carolina to pull animals and we go mostly as far as our um, state capital, Raleigh. We have some volunteers in Raleigh who are also involved in TNR and who pull from our county shelter there for us. So there's not enough of us, but what we have work really hard. Wow. I should say, Pam, and, and once those animals are, have been pulled, they're in a safe environment, then do you rely on a network of foster homes for the, for the ongoing care or who, who is, you know, that's, those are animals that need care in the middle of the night. Is it, is it, are all these animals, are, is this all you or no, 
<laughs> we have a foster network. Um, we have 168 in care as of this morning. Um, uh, we have a foster network that provides them. Now, I might get up in the middle of the night a good bit to go. What well, Some of our medical fosters will go out if there's a sick kitty. Our vet is also open late, and our vet works with us very well um, as our partner to allow us to leave the animals here so that they can be taken care of. Um, so our, our vet is a huge part of what we do. Yes. And I'm so thankful for blessed veterinarians that will make the space in their very busy practices, both time, physical space, economic space, make space to help with these programs. Our veterinary participation is critical for the success of these very important initiatives. So yes, God bless your veterinarians, all of them. And she's one of the few that doesn't mind seeing our ferals. If we have a sick feral, then I'm out in the nighttime trying to trap that sick feral or that hurt feral, then she will see that cat. Uh, our spay-neuter clinic in town is ASPCA spay-neuter, and we are absolutely dependent on them for spay-neuter. But yeah. they don't see the sick cats. They don't see the sick ferals or the hurt ferals, and our vet will do that. She gives us kennel space, which is absolutely necessary for those that you know need uh need to be here i'm at her office right now with the kitty um so she's she's absolutely a part of our our efforts beautiful yeah literally and it it is truly for these types of of initiatives to be successful it is a team effort with everyone volunteering doing their part to to make the program successful and that's clearly what you have set up it's amazing and wonderful. Pam, when you, when you get up in the morning, what do you love most about the really important work that you're doing? Well, this is our 20th year and it, uh, we're all getting older and tireder, but we still go every day. And part of what keeps us going is pictures that the people send us of their pets. I mean, we've had maybe a very critical or very ill cat that we've, you know, been able to work with. And then they take them and they're adopted and they, they keep us going. They keep us going with what, um, you know, they, they're very much a big loving part of their family. And that truly keeps us going. Yeah. I would say fills your soul and feeds your soul for the, Mm -hmm. for the next day. It's so true. And thank goodness there are amazing people that rise up and provide stellar forever homes Mm -hmm. often, oftentimes for even special needs or emotionally or uh, mentally difficult animals. The, the people, good people attract good people. And it, yes, they, they definitely are a part of the nourishment for, for our own souls. Pam, if people yeah, yeah. Volunteer organization. And it takes every single one of us doing what we do. I, one of my fosters this morning just said, was being very complimentary of, you know, I, I do this because of you. And I said, but I can't do what I do without you. And yeah. and we, I mean, we have to have that foster network. We have to have our vets. I mean, the, our vet is a, an all-female practice, by the way. And that she's very proud of that fact. And, and they are just, you know, they're very, very good to our animals. And, and yes. we're, quite, we're quite, quite proud of the relationships that we have. 
Yes, as you should be. Pam, if people wanted to learn about, more about your organization, if they wanted to donate, if they wanted to maybe look for animals that may be adoptable, where would they go to learn more? We have a website that is Forever Friends, AVL for Asheville.org. And it is linked to either our Adopt a Pet or our Pet Finder site. Um, as an all-volunteer organization, we always need more volunteers, and we don't have enough volunteers that keep up Adopt-A-Pet and Pet Finder. We uh, only have a small portion of our adoptable animals on there. We do have a new um, person that has joined fairly recently who has started working with that. So, nice. um, so if they go to our website, they can reach out there. We have a newsletter that she does through there. Um, we have a Facebook presence, which is also Forever Friends. And I believe it's Forever Friends Asheville. It's the, there are three Forever Friends organizations in North Carolina. We're not connected with each other, but ours is the only one that says established 2002. Okay. Beautiful. And last but not least, Pam, if you could tell the world one thing, about the work that you're doing or what you would want them to know, what would it be? I would say, please spay and neuter, please spay and neuter your animals. That includes the, the community cats and the TNR. The only way we can get out of this crisis that we are in with the number of animals that are euthanized every day is to spay and neuter, spay and neuter. So the, the root causes overpopulation. And so we have to tackle that. Yes. Pam, I am so thankful that Louisa nominated you for a game changer award. You are worthy of a game changer. You are changing your community, your town, you're changing people's hearts. You're changing people's hearts towards cats. You're giving kitties second chances and you're knitting your community get together through education and passion. So congratulations on your Game Changer Award. Thank you very much.